if you would have told me four years ago that I would be here recording this podcast, I would not believe you. Actually, I would probably fight you. <laughs> there's, I would say, there's no way I would change my religion. There's no way I'm not going to be an influencer. There's no way I'm going to move. There's no way. I would do a lot of the things that I'm doing right now, but here we are. Um, I want to talk about today authenticity and what it gains you and sometimes what it costs you. I think it um, would be naive to think that being your authentic self is not going to cost you something. Uh, but I don't think that that's a reason not to do it. I just wanted to tell some stories about what it has been for my life. Um, this whole thing, all my entire brand has been built off of one moment on my kitchen floor back in 2019. I had just had a baby and my fourth baby. And I uh, was, you know, doing my thing, Instagram, storing it up. And I went to Target and I left all four of my children in the car and I stupidly made a seven second video of me running into Target and I said to get diapers. I was in and out in less than three minutes, mind you, literally three minutes. And I made a seven second video that said, this is worth, this is worth being arrested for to not have to bring all four of my children in. Anyone who has four kids feels my pain deeply and knows like, yeah, girl, you probably did the right thing right there. That only took three minutes. Your car locks. It's totally fine. However, that was not how, I don't know. I don't know if it was the majority that saw this this way or, but I came home. I went to, did my thing. And then I came home that night and I got on my phone and I, my entire feed was blown up. I had all of this hate mail. All, and then my last post, there was all these women saying, you are an unfit mother. You're a neglectful mother. We've reported you to CPS. We've called brands to tell them you're a neglectful mother. You're disgusting. You are the worst person. I cannot believe that you would do this. Your children deserve to be taken away from you. And it was hundreds of comments. I didn't even have that many followers at the time. It was maybe 30, 50,000. And I was like, what on earth am I doing? Why am I giving these people any part of my life? Why am I sharing this? So that occasionally I can be paid $300 from HelloFresh so I can pimp some more HelloFresh as a brand. Like my husband's a dentist. I don't need to be doing this. Why am I sharing my life? Why am I doing this? And up until that point, I hadn't even really been sharing authentically. I had, there's this girl, Mary Lauren, and I love her. I love her still, Mary Lauren. You're still the goat absolute to me. And she would do these things on Instagram. And I was like, I want to be just like Mary Lauren. I want to post about my baby in this perfect outfit against the white wall. And I'm going to do this pose. And, and so I would kind of, I was kind of like this knockoff version of, of her occasionally. Like, okay, that works for her. That works for me. And it was, um, it was, it was cool. Like I was, it, sometimes it would work. It was like playing a chords on a piano and sometimes I would hit the right notes and a bunch of followers would come and then I'd hit knock off Mary Lauren notes and that wouldn't really work. And then sometimes it would. And, and it was a thing, but it wasn't a thing that I loved doing so much that I was like, I, I, I'm done. I'm done. So in that moment, it was one day I remember sitting with Todd and we were on the kitchen table and I was like, I'm done. This is literally the stupidest thing I've ever done, exposing myself, opening myself up to all of this judgment, all of these haters, all of these people who know nothing about my life. And why am I doing this? Like, I'm done. So I made an Instagram story and I was, I owned. Hey guys, 
I have not been authentic. I've been a knockoff version of Mary Lauren. I have not been showing my true self, and this feels absolutely horrible to me. And so I've decided that I'm going to go private, which means no more brand partnerships, which means no one else can follow me, which means I am just going to, for 30 days, I'm just going to see what it's like to actually be myself on here. I, I'm, I'm just going to see, I'm just going to literally tear down this facade of all this crap and all these things I've been being, and I'm going to be myself. I'm going to do it in a couple of days. I have a couple brand partnerships to go. So I'm going to get those out of the way, and then I'm going to go private. And in those three days, uh, I think 50,000 people showed up. They're like, the word got caught that like, this girl is doing something cray. I don't know what it is, but there was this like movement and people, I was like, what, what? This is so bananas. And now I'm in so deep and there's all these people watching and I am, I have got to be myself. I have got to be myself. So starting on that day, I woke up in the morning and I was like, here it is. It is 8.30 a.m. My kids are screaming. I am exhausted. Here is a food snack for this one. I'm nursing this one. My house is an entire disaster. And here we go. And for 30 days, I just shared everything. My heart. I shared I shared the ups, the downs, the fights with Todd. I, I probably shared a little too much, to be honest. I definitely probably crossed the line a couple times in that 30 days of like vulnerability and exposure and like sharing too much and learned that lesson of where that line was of like, no, sis, you keep that one to yourself. But I shared and authenticity and being myself. I was like, oh my gosh, this is what people need. They just need this breath of fresh air when someone's their actual self we all get to let our guard down We're like okay she's being herself maybe i'm safe to be myself too i had no idea that that was the medicine that not only i needed but other people needed and this authenticity piece is is the key it is the secret ingredient it is what it is what brings someone to you creates a loyal person a loyal friend a loyal follower a loyal family member is real authenticity and so from that 30 days this whole brand myself was born from myself <laughs> and i'm so grateful for those haters like thank you the women that called cps on me thank you so much all those also by the way it is not illegal to leave your children in the car in colorado so you're totally fine. It's not a super hot state. I mean, I don't recommend doing it. And if you're going to do it, that also probably don't post about it. This is 2023. But I thank them because they birthed me. And I birthed me. And, um, and then ever since then, it's kind of been um, this dance of am I being authentic or am I being inauthentic? So because all these followers came, it was like, oh my gosh. And there's that, there was 50,000 people watching my life every day and I showed up. It was like, dot, 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 you know, the top of Instagram stories, it's all those little clicks. It was like, here's 30 bits of my day. I'm bringing you guys along back pocket friends the whole time. So because of that, my influencing career kind of blew up because most people don't have that many people watching their stories. So I could sell like a boss. I could sell so much shiz, it wasn't even funny. The, the money that we were making as influencers was a joke. Like I, I quickly outpaced my dentist husband who was crushing it in his career, selling, you know, HelloFresh, face things, contacts, contract, contracts like $40,000. And slowly I felt my authenticity go backwards. This isn't me. This isn't me. I don't think I'd ever buy this product. I'm definitely not buying that. But okay, this is kind of fun to make all this money. And I felt my authenticity start to go away. 
And so the cost of that was my peace. The cost of that was friendships. When the cost of that was loving myself because I kind of created this persona. I created this persona in those 30 days that was, that was real and true and honest. But then as I expanded, I didn't allow myself to actually expand. I was like, who they liked in that 30 days, that's who I need to continue to be to keep everyone here. And so I stayed as that even when in my real life, like I was getting help I needed. I was getting emotional support I needed. I got someone to help me clean my house and help me with the laundry. And I quickly, it was, it was kind of a show. Like it kind of wasn't really me. Um, and then there's all these brands and then I kind of felt like, I, oh my gosh, I feel trapped. I feel trapped. I was choosing to feel trapped, but I felt trapped. Um, and I tried ways to not make it feel so icky and gross to me, pimping out my followers and my myself um, for brands. But uh, like one one Christmas, we gave away all of the money that I'd made from partnerships uh, to people. And that felt really good. But it didn't quite take away the ick of like, this is not who I really am. I built a persona. This is not who I really am. Um, so that twisted, shifted. I would walk the line of sometimes being myself, sometimes not being myself. And then an opportunity came along when we started Jovi. And um, Jovi is a brand, this incredible brand that we started, uh, me and my best friend, and with this company who had a patch that literally takes away pain. It takes away menstrual cramps, you guys. Our, our clinical trials say that the decrease in narcotic pain use is 96%. Narcotic pain use. This patch works. It's miraculous. And I thought, okay, this is my opportunity. I've no doubt, this is actually comical that I thought this, but I had no doubt that Jovi was going to go public within a couple of years, and I wouldn't need to do this influencing gig, this persona. She could kind of die. I'm just going to give my phone to Jovi, helping people with their pain is a much more worthy cause than uh, me pimping HelloFresh. I decided to give the brand I had built, this persona, this incredible, amazing community following, I decided to give it to Jovi and start back at zero. Really, I, in my head, in my head, I was like, this is just such a more worthy cause. In my heart, I was like, this is not true to me. This following this persona is not me and I wanted to run away so I did I ran away and I started at zero from a more authentic place I could have been the one of the things I carry around is a little bit of regret for doing that um, I try not to regret it but I sometimes do <laughs> um, I carry that regret of like I could have just been myself but I didn't I didn't let myself be myself. I was like, no, I, I, I can't do this. So I ran away to a place where I could be myself, a whole brand new world, a brand new landscape, starting back at zero. And I quickly learned that it wasn't the people that were not allowing to me to be myself, it was me. I built up all this judgment and all this, like these is, this is what people need me to be, and that just followed me to a new account. So I had to make the choice of, I'm going to do it differently this time. I'm going to be authentic this time. Um, and I did, and I, I did, I have, and gratefully, thankfully what the following and the influencing was making us there. I was, I was able to 10 X in doing something that was true to me and helping women start their businesses, grow their businesses, something I love and I'm so freaking passionate about and authenticity really did pay off. The regret I carry is like, yeah, but it could have 
could it have paid off more if I just kept that massive following of almost 200,000? Yeah, probably so. <laughs> I'm still working through that regret. I need to do more like plant medicine, something, heal that, heal that in my heart. But um, then it came time uh, recently in the past few years when I um, was faced with a similar situation of I've built this persona, this identity online as a Mormon a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is how I was raised. It is was believed so near, dear to my heart. It was my identity. Like we sang, like, I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I know who I am. I know God's plan. I'll follow him in faith. Except as a kid, I used to say, I'll follow him in vain. Because as a child, I was like, there's no way I will ever be able to measure up for what it requires to go to Mormon heaven, the celestial kingdom. I knew for a fact when I was a kid that like I did not have what that what that takes, but I just kind of always like put that in the background until I couldn't anymore. And until I started to expand my beliefs and learn more about my beliefs in God and um, what really sorting and sifting through what I, I believe to be true and what I was told was true. It's like a bowl of spaghetti and I was just taking it out noodle by noodle. Like, yes, I believe in that noodle. This noodle, no. This noodle, yes. This noodle, no. And going through that process was the most harrowing, difficult, tragic, hard, dark time of my entire life. A period of probably two years I was untangling and um, unlearning parts of my belief system and I was here online and I was faced with the same thing of I built this persona and now that I'm changing evolving do I do I hide it that this is what I'm doing knowing that the bulk of my followers are LDS women do I do this do I that one of the great things which I love so much about the Mormon culture is the culture is strong like if you are a Mormon woman, you're killing it. People, there you just know. You can walk into a church and like 20 women would be like, oh my gosh, you're Simply Susie's just because that's how epic the and tight-knit the culture is, which was worked so well in my advantage and uh, cost me so much when that no longer worked to my advantage and very much worked to my disadvantage. I didn't know. I didn't know, and I'm so glad I didn't know, that when I officially kind of left the church, which was evidenced by the fact that I started wearing tank tops, um, and I never like totally said it, but in the church, uh, if you go through the temple, you wear these underwear, the sacred garments. It is an outward expression of an inner commitment. And that was no longer a commitment that I had made. And so people started noticing like you, what's going on? Um, why aren't you wearing your garments anymore? And that was very, a very heavy conversation in my DMs. And I was, I remember the first time wearing a tank top online and showing my shoulders. And I called my friend and I'm like, whew, I'm wearing a tank top today. This is the hardest thing I've ever done because it is such a bold declaration. Not a tank top, like a workout tank top. Like this is what I'm wearing it was such a bold declaration of she no longer makes that inner commitment. And I, I, and I feel like it's time that I do this online. I didn't know at the time uh, that 90%, I don't know why I didn't know this. It's so stupid, actually. <laughs> 90 80, probably 80% of the women that came to Susie's school, the women that bought from my courses for me, I don't know courses. I just know retreats, and I know that 80% of them were LDS. 
and because it works so amazingly beautiful. Um, and it makes sense, right? Like uh, birds of the feather flock together. So I get, they get me, I was a safe place, and then in one tank top, I was not. What I did not see coming was that 80% of my clients would go to about 5% of my clients are now LDS. And if I had actually known, <laughs> if I'd actually known the dramatic decrease that was going to come my way, I don't know if I would have done it. <laughs> I want to say I would have, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, um, but now I do. And I am, I am grateful and I am proud that I, I, I was me, even though it was painful and even though it was embarrassing. And even though I had so much shame for wearing that tank top when there is so much modesty um, and with the garments, there's so much baked in to your body within the religion um, and, and modesty that just the untangling of that one piece alone was so heavy, much less like this, this entire church system. But once I had done that, it was like, there's really no going back. The declaration was made, the tank top was worn, the questions were answered. And thankfully at this point, Todd had come along on my religious journey with me. Um, there, was, there was years in there when it was just me and I was kind of untangling, um, deconstructing some of my religion by myself. And those were lonely, dark, hard times. And you know, like, you know, in a, your kid's preschool class, they do that butterfly thing where they're like, you grow the butterfly from the caterpillar and they go into the cocoon. And for a while, they turn to goo. Before they get butterfly-y, they just turn to goo. And there's been a couple years recently, the last couple years, I just felt like I turned to goo. Like I didn't want anyone to look at me. Like I didn't want to totally be myself online because I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel safe in myself. I didn't feel safe in a tank top. I didn't, I didn't feel, I just felt like a gooey, ugly mess. Um, but I decided to try to push through anyways. Um, and I'm so glad I did because what I have found is that it, in the times that I would try to walk the line of like, can I pull off that I'm still a Mormon? <laughs> Can I make people believe on here that like I'm still in it enough that I feel safe? But you know what that costed me was so much inner peace. That caused me so much turmoil on top of the turmoil of leaving a high demand religion um, that this, this having to do it in front of everyone was so difficult. Um, and then having to feel like I was hiding it was so difficult. Um, but what I have found I have found my peace. I have found now my belonging to myself. It does not belong to anyone on Instagram. It does not even belong to my family. It doesn't belong to my husband. It doesn't belong to my religion. That belonging has to come from yourself. And only when you belong to yourself, only then can you actually be truly authentic because if you don't belong to yourself, you're always trying to show up in a way that's like, does that make you feel this way and you feel this way and you feel this way and you feel this way? And that's not authenticity. That's not, that's, that's a show. That's a persona. That's what I built before and it didn't feel good. So I wanted to do it in a different way. Knowing now like the slingshot that that would cause, we call it my slingshot year where I had to pull the slingshot back and go so far backwards in order to slingshot forward into like who I really know I am and my authentic truth. And that authenticity piece and is why people don't change, I think, is because of the fear, 
not for themselves, the fear of the perception of others. And it's heavy and it's hard and it's brutal. But on the other side of you actually being yourself, then you build something that's real. You build real relationships, you build real connection, you build real authenticity, which is magic, superpower. The people that feel that authenticity from you, they know it, they feel it, it vibrates in a way, it hits them differently, and that is a place of truth. And truth cuts through the noise. Every time, 100%, authentic truth cuts through the noise. If you wanna build something, I don't think you actually have a choice in the long term of building it on a shaky, inauthentic foundation. I don't, I don't. Knowing that it may cost you along the way in the short term. I very much believe that authenticity will always win in the long term. If it was just about money, inauthenticity, it could probably win. You could probably make a lot of money being inauthentic. We, I mean, we see people do that online all the time. Praise them, but not my cup of tea. The long run, the long run of authenticity, that's what we have to be in it for. And if you think to the people that you're just like obsessed with that you can actually feel like that's real, like that cuts, that hits, that hits. Like, are you being that in your life? Are you being that online? Are you being that in your relationships? Are you being that with your husband? Just some things to think about is your own authenticity. But what does authenticity gain you? You're like, well, this sounds horrible and scary and slingshotty and like you burned everything to the ground and everyone left. <laughs> not everyone left. Thank you for those that stayed, Mormon or not. I love you for staying despite my religious beliefs. Like that means the actual world to me that you're even here listening to this Mormon or not. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I cry now because like that's what it has gained me is like you're not here now because we have similar belief systems. You're here now for something you think I can provide or a way that I make you feel. And that authenticity, that truth, when we're connecting on that place, it brings tears to my eyes of deep love, of deep joy, of deep gratitude. And that is worth a fortune. That is worth all of the fortunes. That's worth the whole enchilada. That is it. Why we build the businesses and chase the things. We think it's for money. We think it's the money that's going to make us feel the way that we feel joy and love and gratitude and abundance. That's not what does it. It is a feeling within yourself of that love, joy, gratitude, wholeness, belonging, acceptance. That's the feeling. That's it. That's the feeling we want. That's why we do all of the things in the first place. So I don't ever want to get into that trick and stay in that trick where you think you can build something inauthentically and it's going to ever bring you those things of joy, peace, abundance, wholeness, because it won't. Well, that the greatest shining star pillar example on a hill of authenticity is my husband. And he refuses to live inauthentically. And that has been such a um, push for me to be myself because he won't have it any other way with himself. And it shows me what he can have in his relationships, what he has with how much people love him. He's really been the example to me of, of what it can be like if you're brave enough to just be it. Another thing on my journey of authenticity is beating perfectionism. <laughs> nothing in life, nothing is interesting if it's perfect. Nothing is perfect, period. What I wish that we all could do is realize that Perfect is the least interesting thing in the world. There's nothing less interesting than someone that's always trying to be perfect. 
<laughs> it's just not fun because it's not real. It's not authentic. It doesn't feel good for anyone. But it's a trick that our egos play. Our egos like to play this thing where they're like, perfectionism is required to be loved, to be accepted. So if you can't be perfect, don't do it. Don't try. Don't put yourself out there knowing that like it's the ego's job to keep us safe. And perfectionism is a tool that it can use. I use this tool against myself all the time. This podcast is why it's taken five years to come out because that perfectionism is trying to kill my authenticity. My ego is trying to keep me trapped so I don't do this. Showing up on Instagram stories. If it's not perfect, are they going to blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, the gr- you know the gig. You know the gig of perfectionism and how inauthentic it is. What if... We did this radical thing of just being ourselves, knowing it could slingshot us, knowing people can and will leave, knowing that it may send us backwards. What if we just played this game of radical authenticity? How much more fulfilled and free would you feel? Less trapped by the judgments of others. I know that for me, I feel much more free. And that is the gain of the entire fortune for me. That is the gain of all of it is freedom. We want money because we want freedom, but then we get the money and we're like, wait, I'm still not free of people's expectations and judgments of myself. I'm still not free to not be perfect. I I need to keep making more so that I can feel more free. It's because freedom does not exist from money. Freedom exists in our minds. And when we are authentic, that's the only time we have freedom. That's the only time it comes. I just have to thank those in my life that have been wildly authentic with me because I see them and I love them and I appreciate them and they have given me this deep empowerment to be my authentic self so that I actually have something unique, authentic and real to offer the world.